I'm a little selfish in my personal space. Call it greedy, but I really like the extra room. Over anybody trying to feed off my plate. I don't share and I don't care if you expect me to. Not a brand new thing. That a queen doesn't need a king. I like it how I like it, and I like it how I do. Seems like everybody's doing it. Gotta have somebody. My equations, me plus me, instead of me plus you. I don't need a wingman. Cause I'm too far on my own. I don't need a singman. No, I, I, Hey everybody, welcome to Monday night edition of Trice Talk Mini Pod for September the 27th, 2021. And that was uh, Wingman from Boys World. I just kind of discovered that one uh, last night when I was <laughs> looking for some new music. And see, even an old guy can play new stuff, right? I mean, you know, uh, I, I could be playing Moon River. Not that anybody probably listening even knows what that song is. Uh, it was actually from a famous movie, though, too, by the way. Uh, I can play the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, the Fugs, um, you know, even Leonard Skinnerd, um, Elton John, all kinds of stuff. But I do try to get some new stuff occasionally and 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 uh, listen to it, and uh, I like that song. I, I you know, it's kind of catchy. Anyway. So much for the music portion of Minipod tonight. Um, did I say I'm your host, Donald Wayne? I don't remember now. I started ranting about that song, but um, <laughs> we're we're on the last week of September. I mean, we're going in for the home stretch. I mean, I don't know about you, but it seemed like this entire month has just been flying by. I mean, it just was a few weeks ago that seemed like that we uh, commemorated um, 9-11, and now here we are uh, knocking on the door of October. But at least the weather is matching the time of the year, and uh, it's kind of neat. It's kind of neat here in Georgia because the nights are starting to get cooler uh, sun going down much sooner, and it's just, you know what's coming up pretty soon. And just, uh, I guess, four short, well, I guess it's five weeks from now, uh, Halloween. But, you know, they, they started putting Halloween stuff in some of the stores, especially Home Depot, I think not too long after the 4th of July. Uh, but, you know, their serious stuff is in there now. I mean, I can remember when, you know, there's very few places that you could buy this extravagant stuff, you know, these uh, mechanical things that, that people buy for Halloween, you know, the ghosts and the, the witches and, and the Frankensteins and all those. Hell, last year they even had a, um, I believe it was a, a mechanical dragon at Home Depot. The thing was fairly large. And some of those things sell upwards of three, $400, you know, at the beginning, uh, when they first put them out for sale and then the ones that don't sell too well, they start discounting them, but that's a lot of money folks. I mean, that would take away from all my candy money. If I bought something like that, although I am one of those people that could put some of that ridiculous crap in their front yard, uh, if my wife would let me, but she won't. So, uh, it saves me from spending all that money at Home Depot for some of those things. But I think it's neat. 
you know, I've always enjoyed Halloween, even though it's not really a holiday, but, um, I kind of miss now having to celebrate Halloween, you know, with the kids, but, uh, and we've got some small kids in our neighborhood. Now, this is a fairly old neighborhood and we've recycled about three times in here, but we've got some young ones coming up, up and coming, if you will. And, uh, so the streets should have quite a few roaming around in several weeks. That is if the politicians don't kill Halloween this year. Of course, I guess that's going to be, well, you know, I got a feeling, uh, with all the partying, partying that I've seen on, uh, you know, on, on, on the social media that, uh, I think a lot of people are going to be out in droves this year throwing Halloween parties and just getting back into the spirit, if you will, of the season for Halloween. But, uh, you know, I did hear in the news that uh, some of the real realtors, real retailers, thank you very much, are already worried about COVID and the economic issues uh, that may creep into the um, bottom line of our actual holiday sales this year, which officially kicks off around Thanksgiving. But uh, a lot of people start, you know, <laughs> spending their money way before then. I I've known people in my life that actually say they get their Christmas shopping done in, in the summertime. Actually, I, I, I can't think that far ahead. I, I, I wouldn't have any idea what to get somebody in June or July or August that they could use at Christmas. So kudos to those that uh, actually can plan that far ahead. All right, since this is a mini pod night, it's Monday night, so it's a mini pod night. Uh, they're all starting to run together. I realize that, you know, since uh, you've just had me to deal with for the fa fast, the past uh, few weeks. But, um, you know, officially it is a mini pod night. And so it will not run as long as I did last night, which was a Tristalk night. So even though I ran longer than I expected, um, at least it was in keeping with the trice talk tradition. Um, so let me get to my first story. Well, actually my first and only story that I'm going to do tonight. And then I got a, a couple of little, uh, ditties to do at the end of the end of the uh, podcast. But, um, this story is from Newsmax and it, it, it comes from Fran Bayer. And it was dated yesterday, Sunday, September the 26th. And you may have seen this one on the news if you watch a lot of Fox. Or if you watch Newsmax. Um, I doubt seriously if you would have seen it on CNN or MSNBC or any of the uh, NBC, CBS, ABCs. Because they do not like conservatives. And the only way they'll have a conservative on their newscast is if it's someone they can make fun of. But um, let me switch over to that article. It's over here if I haven't erased it. And the title of the article is Abbott Charges Biden Mayorkas in Dereliction of Duty on Southern Border Crisis. Uh, I think that's a pretty fair statement and probably not, not, uh, I, I'd probably make it a little bit stronger if it were me, but anyway, the Texas governor is trying to be diplomatic. All right. Fran Beyer wrote, wrote writes <laughs> the Texas GOP governor, Greg Abbott on Sunday accused president Joe Biden and Homeland security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, 
think I'm, I'm doing that correctly, of being in dereliction of duty for the massive ways of migrants at the border. In an interview on the Fox News Sunday, Abbott vowed the state of Texas would continue on its own to arrest and jail people who were coming across the border trespassing into areas into the state of Texas. Because the Biden administration is refusing to do its duty to enforce the laws of the United States, they have left Texas in no position other than for us to step up and do what is ever we have to do. Uh, Abbott said. Del Rio was overrun by a population of Haitian, Haitian migrants about the same size of Del Rio that had been coming across the border illegally, he said. As governor, I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to step up and do whatever I have to do to make sure that I protect the people of Del Rio as well as all of these other communities in the state of Texas that the Biden administration is ignoring. According to Abbott, as soon as the National Guard and officers from the Texas Department of Public Safety showed up at the border with hundreds, if not thousands, of vehicles, that is when the illegal migration stopped. That's exactly what the Biden administration could do if they wanted. He added it would be the kind of thing that Texas is going to have to continue to do and that there would be no catch and release. Secretary Mayorkas, even President Biden, they are in dereliction of duty, the governor declared. They have created a magnet that led to these massive groups of Haitians, as well as the other groups that are coming here for one reason, and that's because they have been sent a message and a signal to the entire world that they are not going to secure the border. They being Biden and his administration, they are going to allow them to cross, Abbott said. Abbott said the administration knew Haitians had gathered on the Mexican side of the border before they crossed, and the Biden administration did nothing to stop those Haitians who had gathered en masse in Mexico from coming across the border. Abbott also vowed that Texas would hire any Border Patrol agents who got fired over images showing that the apparent whipping of Haitian immigrants by officers on horseback. And we talked about that a couple of nights ago, I believe. They wouldn't have been in that situation had the Biden administration enforced the immigration laws and secured the border in the first place, he said, adding the characterization that the Democrats have made about the Border Patrol using them as whipping people coming across the border is false. They were simply... Simply, simply maneuvering their horses. I have worked side by side with those Border Patrol agents, he added. I want them to know something. If they are at risk of losing their job and a president who is abandoning his duty to secure the border, you have a job in the state of Texas. I will hire you to help Texas secure our border. Uh, Strong words from Governor Abbott of Texas. Um, All right, let me switch back. (laughs) Get back over here on my page. Um, I've made many comments about this border situation, and I, I know maybe some people in this country, and I would... I would uh, venture to say it's probably people that aren't affected too much by the border in their life. So they may take a little bit of a a pushback attitude about it. But I don't think that we can say enough of what's going on down there. When you have a million and a half people that have crossed in the last nine months, crossed our border, and they really won't give us an accurate percentage of how many of those have actually been allowed to come into the country. 
you know, they keep talking about, um, uh, you know, the number of immigrants, uh, immigrants, uh, I say illegals, the number of illegals that they push back on and they send back to their country of origin or they push back into Mexico. But they never really give us any hard numbers. And out of a million and a half, I think it's an important issue to know exactly how many people have been allowed to come into this country and stay in this country and where in the hell and in the country they have placed them. Now, you know, the Biden administration may take the position, well, we don't want to make it common knowledge where all these people are going because of all the haters in this country that may want to do them harm. Well, I got news for you. When they show up in whatever neighborhood that you're putting them in, I think people are going to be aware of these people aren't from around here. It's just a guess. I could be wrong. But I have lots of comments about the border. And I'm from Texas originally. Dennis Lee and I both are from Texas. So, you know, I have I have two, uh, I'd say two irons in the uh, fire, if you will. One as being a native Texan and uh, caring about the state of my birth that uh, it's not destroyed by what's going on the southern border. And then as an American citizen, I care that we have people in our government today and not just that fool sitting in the White House. Uh, and you can figure out which fool that is if you want. But these crooked politicians in Washington, D.C., Democrats and Republicans that have not done their job. And I've said I just said this the other night. They haven't done their job in years, in decades. And, you know, this situation has been messed up long before Biden became president, all right? So, you know, even though we can blame him for everything that's happened, especially the acceleration of all of this uh, illegal crossing since he became president back in January the 20th. Boy, you got that day on your calendar? But it's been going on long before that. And and it was occurring as well during Donald Trump's presidency, but in far less numbers. And at least Donald Trump and his administration were trying to do something about it, even though our inept politicians in Washington, D.C., don't seem to either know how to do anything about it or they just can't, they'll never agree about what to do about it. So it'll never get addressed. But Biden and his cronies have thoroughly messed up what was already a messed up system. I mean, it's not very often that you can find some idiot that can make things worse than they were before they came on the scene. But that's Joe Biden. I mean, it wouldn't be as bad today if Biden had left the Trump policies in place and continued building that wall. And for all those all those people in this country that say, we don't need a wall. Walls are terrible. Walls give people the wrong message. No, walls give people the message that if you don't come here legally, you're not going to get in. You don't deserve to get in. You have no right. You have no claim to come into our country and take advantage of its resources, of its charities, and take away from other people that have been here for years. And basically step in line of other people who are trying to do the right thing and immigrate to this country legally. If you have a situation where people are not going to uh, act responsibly, if other countries, people from other countries are going to continue 
to try to come across our borders illegally, why would we not build a wall? You know, all this crap about drones and electronic surveillance and all that crap, all that does is tell you who, people are coming across. Unless you're going to fit those drones with lasers and shoot people as they come across the border. And I'm not suggesting that we do that, okay? But I'm saying drones and all these electronic surveillance things that Joe Biden and those idiots in his administration seem to think would be the right idea, and, and that would control the border problem? Well, that might give you a head count on how many people snuck across the border one particular night. Uh, are, are you going to put a voice on those uh, drones and let it hover over people's heads and say, you better go back to where you came from? I mean, really? That's their solution. Electronic surveillance at the borders. These people that are crossing don't even care that they're crossing while there's Border Patrol agents standing there. You think a drone hovering over their head is going to stop them from coming in? Seriously, Biden, Mayorkas, come on, answer that. How is electronic surveillance going to control the border situation? You don't want to control it is the answer. You don't care to control it. You've got this some wild ass idea in your head that this country is because it is large as it is, that it can absorb all of these people that are coming in here a million plus illegal at a time, you know, and these people aren't going to come here uh, in large part and, and assimilate themselves into American life and American culture. They're just coming here. I won't say they're coming here for a free ride. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's many of them coming here with just the hope of being able to get a job and do better for their family. And, and it's hard to knock that, right? It's hard to criticize that. But they don't have a right to do that. The law is they don't have a right to do that. There's a legal way to come into the country. And some people say, well, it's too cumbersome. It's not fast enough. Well, it's never going to be fast enough for a million and a half people in nine months. You freaking idiots. Really? So when they say stupid shit like that, they're basically just saying, you know, well, because we can't accommodate everybody that wants to come in fast enough and, and, and process them. We just need to let them come in and they'll be good citizens. They'll certainly be good voters for Democrats, right? Because they're the people, Joe Biden's the one to let them in. So, Hey, hang a sign over their head, vote for Joe. Well, I got news for you people coming across the border illegally. If you do end up getting to stay, Joe's not going to be reelected. Joe's not going to run again. So I, I just wish somebody would explain to me why anyone who claims to love this country would be against us being able to protect our borders and control who comes into this country and when. Explain that to me. Explain it to me why you think everybody in the entire world that just wants to come here should have the right to do that. Well, try that in some other countries around the world and see what that gets you, folks. Try that in other countries in the world. And, you know, don't try to convince us that all you liberals are bleeding hearts and all you do is you care about these people and these poor families. Yeah, we can care about the families. Uh, it breaks my heart to see these children standing down there on that Texas border uh, in, in that heat and in those conditions and living like that. It does. But we can't fix that here. We can't even fix the problems that we've had for for decades in our in our country 
with American citizens that we have here now, and you think we're going to be able to do a better job by adding another million and a half or two million people to that? You think they're going to get a grasp of it? If you do, you're a fool. They're not going to get a grasp of it. You're living in a dreamland. They don't care. They don't have any intention of getting a grasp on it. It just seems to be something, a talking point for them. And, and I would even step out and, and maybe throw out some kind of, let's call it a conspiracy theory, if you will, that the overriding goal of, of the liberals in this country that want to fundamentally change America and destroy what it is, these people are a means to, are an end, end to a means for them. They will help drive division in this country. They will help drive uh, economic disaster in this country. Even though they quote say, oh, you know, we need them to come in here and work. Really? Well, why don't you get get these uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of people off their ass and make them go to work first and make sure you have jobs for these people. And you talk about all this infrastructure money that they want to spend, roads and bridges and, and lions and tigers. Oh, my, you know, yeah, we need people for that. They want to create these jobs. Well, a lot of that stuff they're creating on those kinds of projects are going to be for low paid, low skilled individuals, which is exactly what they've got coming across the border. As always. Yeah, they got a handle on it. We have laws in this country. The scene, Democrats seem to be big about talking about enforcing laws, except when it comes to, uh, you know, laws against, uh, about crime in this country. They don't seem to be real big about that. And AOC wanting to let criminals out of what all the criminals out of Rikers Island, I believe I, I read in a story the other day. But we have rules in this country. And if you don't want to enforce the rules, then change the rules. If you can, change the rules. Change the laws. Then at least you'll be enforcing whatever laws are on the book. At least you won't be a freaking hypocrite. But for me, until we get a handle on all the homelessness in this country, until we get a handle on all the poverty in this country, until we can improve the health, the cost of health care in this country for everybody, which they always want to tout during election time, right? And by adding a million and a half people or more to the responsibility in this country, do you think all those people are going to be able to afford health care? You don't think those people are going to be a strain on the health care system in this country? And that's not free. It's not free. Somebody's paying for that. And more often than not, it's taxpayers. So those of you who can barely afford health insurance for your own family, yourself or your own family, if you even can, now your tax dollars are going to go towards helping to pay for all these hundreds of thousands of people that Joe Biden and his cronies are letting into the country when you can't even improve your own lot in life. Until we take care of our wounded warriors in this country that sacrifice so much that the rest of us could go about our daily lives, having our lunches, playing tennis, playing golf, and they're over there stepping on mines and, and getting shot by snipers Until we take care of those wounded warriors, we shouldn't be concentrating on adding 
to the responsibility to the financial responsibilities of people in this country. We owe those wounded warriors more than we can ever repay. But we have to do more than what we're doing right now. We shouldn't have to depend on charities to provide homes for those vets that have left so much behind on foreign soils. We shouldn't have to have charities. I mean, there's at least two or three for wounded warriors. And you see them and they're talking about the homes that they're building and and, uh, right now they're building a lot of homes in Florida. They have, they were given some land. Uh, I can't remember how many homes they were, uh, had enough land to build, but they're building homes, uh, specially designed for these disabled vets that have, you know, in many cases lost both their legs and, and, and sometimes their arms as well in service to their country. And we're having to rely on charity organizations to help these people have some kind of normalcy in their life. Why in the hell don't we use taxpayer money for that, Joe Biden and Democrats and you stupid-ass Republicans that have been sitting up there for years talking about how much you care about veterans? But we got to depend on charities to take care of them, to do the right thing. We owe those people We, the citizens of this country, who pay taxes, owe those veterans more than what we're giving them. We, as taxpayers, should be paying for those homes set up in such a way that they can have some kind of normalcy life because they gave that in service to us. So we didn't have to be there. And I think it's a disgrace that we as American people are not doing that by in by way of paying taxes and the federal government going in there and saying, hey, we're going to do this for you. We owe you this much. And yeah, I know the government, uh, you know, through veterans programs, the Veterans Administration, they do stuff for veterans. But these things, these people have lost so much, they deserve more. They deserve extra. But yet you're going to take and spend millions and millions of dollars on all these illegal people coming into this country while those veterans are depending on charities to help them have some kind of a normal life. That's disgusting to me, Joe Biden. You want to talk about being disgusting because you see a bunch of guys riding horses, you know, trying to keep illegals from crossing the border. You don't know what disgusting is. When we ensure that all the children in our country are taken care of, all the there's homeless children living on the street. That none of the children in this country goes to bed hungry at night or when they get up and go to school in the morning. And I realize we have programs for that as well. But we know that it's not taking care of everybody that needs that help. When we solve the crime problem and violence in this country, you know, where, where in some cases, you know, upwards of a hundred people are being killed in a, in a major city on a weekend from gun violence, gang violence. How come we can't fix that or at least do better? at least look like we care about that. How about those people that are subject to those crimes that are, that are, uh, you know, living in fear every weekend. We talk about these people coming into this country that are in fear for their lives or the conditions that they live in and the countries that they're coming from. Yet our government doesn't care enough about these people that living in these major cities generally, 
that live in fear every day of their life and their children live in fear because of the gun violence, the gang violence in their neighborhoods. But yet you're, you're standing on a pulpit talking about people coming from another country that aren't American citizens. You can't fix the problems here, but you allowing more problems to come into the country. That doesn't make sense. We need to do a better job of providing for our seniors in this country that have a hard time just having a place to live and food to eat. I remember my grandfather finally having to give up his home when I was a teenager, um, partially because he just got too old to take care of that house by himself. And he moved into a little, little apartment behind some, uh, nice little couple's house. And, uh, it was like, a basically a one room, uh, little house with a kitchen and a bathroom, of course. And I think about it now, I look back, I didn't know that much about it then, but I, I think about how hard it was for him at that time to be at that point in his life. And, uh, but there's a lot of seniors that had far less. There's a lot of seniors that have far less than he had at that time. At least he had family that, uh, cared about him and checked on him and helped him out with things and took him places that he needed to go when he stopped driving. But there's a lot of seniors in this country that don't have anybody to rely on. And they're struggling. I mean, there's no end in sight to the things that we as Americans should be focused on before we spend one freaking dime on people who enter this country illegally. We're rewarding people who come here illegally breaking our laws. What does that say when you reward people who break laws? You encourage other people to break the law. And that, again, is not to say that we should not have programs to help aid these people, but we need to be doing that in their countries of origin. Now, I know that's been done in many cases. We've spent millions of dollars in Haiti. There's been organizations that have gone to Haiti to help out with all the disasters. But the problem, I think, that you hear so many times is there's so much corruption in some of these uh, uh, these countries that, you know, a lot of the money and things that go that are that are given aid this given ends up being funneled through corrupt people in those countries. Why can't we do something about that? Because every illegal that we have to focus on and provide assistance to in this country that's coming across the border illegally that takes away from one American citizen that is not going to get that attention that they deserve because they are American citizens. Our own people that are here and have been here. And we don't have time to focus on them because we're too busy trying to sort out the mess on the southern border. Our political elite tell us that these people should have the right to come into our country and take up valuable time and resources. <laughs> yeah, they tell you that. You have to wonder why. What's the motivation of that? But our politicians aren't in Washington to solve problems. Just bloviate every chance they get 
how much they care about Americans. And oh, yes, they have a plan to fix everything. If you will just elect me or re-elect me again, we'll get it done. We're going to fight for you. What a crock. A large portion of these people in Congress, especially the ones that have been there since Nestle's made the very best chocolate, they excel in passing the blame onto everything but themselves year after year, election cycle after election cycle. They do not accept responsibility for not getting anything done. You can't go 40 years and not get anything done with immigration. There's been numerous chances for both parties to reform immigration, but they do not do it. American voters have to start getting their houses cleaned out and get younger, fresher, harder working, dedicated representatives elected to office to replace these old cronies. To get something done. And if the new group of people don't get anything done, vote them out. Don't give them four, five, six re-election cycles before you finally scratch your head and say, I wonder why nothing's getting done. Well, you keep electing the same people. At what point do you ask yourself, maybe it's not the process, but it's the person that we put in there that oversees the process. I'm talking Democrats and Republicans, okay? This is not a partisan issue. We need to stop bitching and start pitching in this country. Pitching in, that is. It's not going to get any better if we don't. In fact, it's going to get worse, so much worse that we may never be able to fix it. That we may become unrecognizable in the next 15, 20 years, if it takes that long. All right. I'm done with this for now. Okay. All right. I have, um, I have three short, I promise you short audio clips to share with you tonight. I just, just something kind of different to, to end the show on. Uh, I got them off of Twitter and the first one is one of my favorite people in the world. I don't really dislike this person. Actually, I, I give her a lot of credit she's holding it pretty good and having to tell lies and make excuses for her boss but um you know of course she's of the wrong party for me but still <laughs> she's holding up for now uh and that's jen saki and this is uh one where she's has been asked a question by a reporter, something about tax taxing corporations and whether corporations will just turn around and, you know, pass those costs on to the consumers and the public. So here's Jen Saki on that. We'll look at this report and get you a more substantive. Well, you know, it has to start over. I want to ask you about what Republicans are pointing to in the analysis from the Joint Committee on Taxation. They say, according to, if I've read the chart correctly, more than 16% of taxpayers would see their taxes increase under the, the, the bill that's approved by the House Ways and Means Committee. Will the president sign that bill if, as it is coming out of that committee, or will he insist on the changes so that he will maintain his commitment that taxes won't go up on people making $400,000 a year? I have not looked at the... Uh, document or the report that you have put out, obviously the president, or that you have referenced, I should say, that the Republicans put out, uh, obviously the president's commitment remains not raising taxes for anyone uh, making less than $400,000 a year. There are some, and I'm not sure if this is the case in this report, who argue that in the past, companies have passed on these costs to consumers. I'm not sure if that's the argument being made in this report. 
We feel that that's unfair and absurd, and the American people would not stand for that. But I will take a closer look at this report and get you a more substantive response. Go ahead, Jackie. Thanks. Okay, so it's unfair for a company to pass on their expenses to their consumers. Basically, I think that's what she's saying, right? So um, your costs can go up, yet you shouldn't pass those costs on to your consumers. Okay, she obviously didn't take an economics class in college. Okay, that's the first one. Then the second one, I don't do that again. The second one, I kind of like this. This is a, it's a young girl and it really doesn't give any, um, any information about where this is. Um, uh, it looks like she's, she's on the steps in front of some building. Um, uh, she's at a little, uh, podium with a microphone and they got some flags there and it looks like some people filming it, uh, in, in the foreground. So I'm, I'm not really sure what this event is or why she's speaking. But uh, I, I think it's kind of neat. You know, it's, it's a, I, always, I always get excited when I see young people expressing these kind of views, especially when they apparently haven't been corrupted by liberals in the education system. So uh, I, I always like to uh, I always like to play that stuff when there's a young person that actually can think for themselves. So here's a clip. And it's from, uh, it was posted by the tank girl. Uh, and she says, out of the mouths of babes, let the children speak. Risk taker, a critical thinker. Woo! I videoed my friends during school, during free time, asking them how they felt about COVID. Most of them said they were upset. Teachers were so strict on them for just trying to breathe. I wanted to present it to my principal so he could see how the kids really felt, especially the ones too terrified to say anything. I thought the teachers would be proud and encourage me. Nope, I was wrong. When my teacher and principal found out, they said I was manipulative, disruptive, bullying kids, being violent. My teacher came into the class. He said, class, since we've been back from distance learning, there seems to be a poison in the water. I was newly back in school. He continued, I would like you to take a piece of paper, draw a line in the center, write three bad kids on the top and three good kids on the bottom. I would not do it. Yet another way to show kids that if they stand up for themselves, they would be, be embarrassed and punished. If any of my friends did stand up for me, they were told not to. That that was not their place. They were threatened with detention and parents being called. Once you start giving in to fear, giving up your freedom of choice, speech, and thoughts because you want a safe, nerf life, you are not free. What is next? Do I have to pass a mental health exam before I go into a movie theater? I like that. I can't... I would say she's probably maybe 12, 13 years old. I'm not quite sure. There's a little bit of a distance in there and I'm not a really a good, good gauge of that, but, um, I like that. I like that. I, I just wish it gave us a little information about where it came from. All right. So last thing I'll share with you is just a real quick thing from Donald Trump. I mean, it's, it's so short that, uh, so you know, but this is from the rally again the other night, uh, Saturday night that was held in uh, Perry, Georgia, uh, for Georgia candidates running for office for next year, which Herschel Walker is among those. Um, so let me do this, and this was posted by RSBN, the RSBN network. So. Um, <laughs> okay. I was just looking at a couple of tweets that went with it. So it's real short. So you have to listen carefully. Killed in 18 months. Uh, and they understood that. That's why I told you before 18 months we didn't have one soldier killed. And even Biden said that it was a mistake. 
They said, he said, well, I will say that uh, no soldiers have been killed in 18 months and his people are screaming at him. Don't say that, you stupid son of a bitch. So typical Trump. Typical Trump. All right. That's going to do it for tonight's show. I appreciate you taking the time to listen and uh, download, if you did, this episode of Trice Talk Minipod. Um, please, if you like what you heard, be sure to hit that follow button right there somewhere on uh, whatever media source you're using to uh, listen to the program. And if you were offended or want to comment on anything that I've said tonight, please feel free to do so. Uh, you can do that by emailing me at tricetalk, T-R-I-C-E-T-A-L-K-69-P-T-S at gmail.com. I would love to get your input on what you thought about any of the subjects that I talked about tonight. Um, with that said, please join me for another episode of Minipod tomorrow night. And then um, someday soon, I imagine Dennis Lee and I, Dennis Lee is going to stick his head around the corner and uh, he and I will get to do an episode of uh, Trice Talk together. So until next time, stay safe, everybody. We'll go out of here with an oldie. Stayed in bed all morning just to pass the time. There's something wrong here, there can be no denying. One of us is changing, or maybe we just stop trying. And it's too late, baby, now it's too late. So we really did try to make it something. So easy living here with you. You were light and breezy, and I knew just what to do. Now you look so unhappy, and I feel like a fool. And it's too late, baby. Now it's too late. So we really.